Good morning, Rick Lee. <laughs> good morning, Devin Baker. Cindy. How are you? I'm it's good. I'm wearing my smart. Oh, what is that again? What's that? <laughs> we, we're off to a good start. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I said it's been so long since I've talked to you. I know. Did you miss me? I did. I really did. Oh, well, well, we're going to be doing another one of these in a few hours. I know. I listened to a few of the podcasts. I'm very impressed with the graduates of 1995. I'm very impressed with this next one. Like, oh, very. I am. This is like, I am so excited about this next <laughs> guest. <laughs> Do we, we have a lot of questions, right? <laughs> we have so many questions. And it, she's going to answer all the questions because she is a doctor. I know. Yeah. It, like an amazing doctor. She's going to solve probably COVID. I believe she's a heart surgeon. Good gracious. Yeah. She Coming actually, out of Diefenbaker. Yeah. She actually told me that she took the summer off. This is how cool she is, that she can take the entire summer off in the midst of COVID <laughs> during such an important time in our lives. So we well, definitely... there's probably not that many surgeries happening right now. You don't think so? I don't know. <laughs> but at the same time, Cindy, <laughs> your average was... I sell batteries, Rick. What do I know? <laughs> I was just saying, your average was just as high as Andrea's, Dr. Andrea McDougall. Yeah, I'm going to say I skimmed by, and I'm going to say she was top of the class. How are you doing, by the way? Great. That's great. Yeah, I love <laughs> <laughs> I love living in BC. This has been awesome. Are you going back? Kids yeah, have to go my back. kids start school. and. But at the same time, British Columbian kids aren't going back right away, right? I don't even know. I kind of wish Albertans weren't too. I would love to extend my stay here as long as possible. But well, maybe we can get the doctor like to give your children notes because she could do that, right? Yeah. yeah. And does she have kids? Do you know? Well, if she does, she'll have very smart kids. <laughs> I'm hoping so because yeah, her, no kidding. her kids might be solving the whole COVID, future COVIDs uh, coming up here. So hold on one second. Um, there we go. Oh, I'm excited calling she's actually in my time zone so that means she's as smart as i am big city slickers <laughs> i wonder if she has a beeper do you think she has like a hello doctor hi can you hear me i can hear you can you hear cindy i i hi. could hear cindy there hi i have very bad you? reception so if you if you if you don't hear me let me know okay what, what do you mean whereabouts are you you're like somewhere out in the boonies somewhere right yeah, I'm like, it, it's called Shunia. It's like about 30 kilometers outside of Thunder Bay. Okay. But it's right, the problem with my house is that it's right in a valley. So the reception is bad. Like down the road a little ways, it's it's perfect. So, so are you just, are you like waving your arms in the air while you're walking or are you trying to get the best reception or what are you doing? <laughs> no, usually I'm I'm standing out on my balcony. Usually there's good reception there. I was telling Cindy that you took the whole summer off during the whole pandemic. Is that right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Is that because there was less surgeries happening right now? No, it was actually, um, you know, last summer I took off about three weeks and I was just thinking, you know, well, gee, that's really nice. I'd really like to um, do that again or take off even more time. So um, the, the way I actually got started working here is that I came and did a locum for the whole summer while, while other people took vacation. And so I thought, Maybe there's some young person just finishing their training who'd be interested in doing that. So I did that. I like January, February or something. I I set this up to take the whole uh, summer off. I got a locum, and then lo and behold, COVID happens. So, <laughs> oh no! So it's kind of um, 
we we joke here that I caused the pandemic by arranging to take the summer off. <laughs> when are you back? Um, well, actually, next week I go back for two weeks, and then we'll probably take um, some time off in September as well. But Andrew, we need so. you right now. Like I, we need you. <laughs> <laughs> we need yeah. you to solve this pandemic. Yes, <laughs> we need you to solve. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, are you a heart surgeon, or I know you specialize um, on the heart, correct? Or yeah, so I'm an interventional cardiologist, which is a different specialty than than like cardiac surgery. But it's basically, um, you know, if if somebody has a heart attack or or has angina or whatever, they have blockages in their coronary arteries. I put in stents, which or do angioplasty. Wow, that's which amazing. Is, I, I had no clue what you just said, and it sounded so yeah. smart. I'm so impressed and honored that like I graduated with you. Did you? Yeah, oh no! Did you know that you were going to be a doctor? Was that your goal during high school? Uh, absolutely not. No, I mean I, I was one of these people who, you know, my, my grandma would ask me when I was three, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? She would ask me when I was eighteen, what do you want to be when you grow up? I I had no idea. Um, but. Um, you know, I, I think some guidance counselor or something told me that biochemistry was like the hardest thing that you could take in universities. So I was like, you know, okay, bring it. Like, (laughs) it's a challenge, right? And then, you know, four years later, I found myself graduating with this useless degree. Like I could be, I could do graduate school, which I didn't want to do. I could do, um, you know, work as a lab tech and I, I would be paid the same amount as I was getting paid at my cashier job. And I actually kind of liked my cashier job more. And so like, what else can I do? And all around me, people were applying to like medicine, dentistry, vet or whatever. And I thought, well, okay, I'll, I'll apply. But I didn't really see myself as a serious applicant. I thought I'll probably end up taking a year off and then doing like going, doing something else. But I got in. So that that's sort of how that happened that's amazing. and does medicine run in your family or are you the first doctor mm. oh yeah i'm i'm the first doctor if a guidance counselor told me that i would be running the other way going that nah, that is the hardest thing i'm not doing that <laughs> yeah i was like i was the opposite they'd be telling me what can i get a good grade on with little work in university please yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean i think i i don't know i think what i've learned over the years is that different things are hard for different people and for me biochemistry I mean it's hard it's hard because it's a lot of memorization and that kind of thing but you know for me I mean it was harder for me to do like coach to 5k that was harder for me because that that doesn't come naturally to me you're learning to play an instrument that would be like infinitely harder to me you know or you know so Hmm. yeah I don't know, but the stuff that you learn in Diefenbaker, do you still apply that for your work at all? <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm sure there are little life lessons or whatever that I apply. Yeah. I can't really think of anything. Wow. Well, if it wasn't for the Dief counselor, then maybe you wouldn't be where you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny. Like I, I liked. Um, you know, computer science and that sort of thing. But somebody told my mom at one of those parent-teacher interviews, oh, you know, 
Andrea's found her caller, calling in life like programming. I'm like, I don't want to do that as a career. That's just like, that's fun. That's like, whatever, like, you know, so I, I don't know. <laughs> what was your average in high school, Andrea? Don't be modest. Um, I, I, I don't remember, but um, I did well enough that I, I won a lot of scholarships. You won a lot of awards. I remember. I won, I won a lot of awards. I probably did the craziest thing that I did is I got 97 on my chemistry diploma exam and I, I rewrote it because there was a, for, for some, for the highest average, on the, there was a scholarship that you could get. Oh. And I, I figure. <laughs> Were you pretty close then at that point? And then you rewrote it so that you can get that scholarship? I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> so that was so were you studious or did it just come natural? Oh, good word. So, you know, people always ask me, like, you know, you should talk to these students about working hard in school and achieving your goals and this and that. And I think I, it feels a bit disingenuous to me because if I had to work hard in school to do well in school, I would probably still be in grade one, you know, to be honest, that it was pretty natural to me. But other things that I've done, I'm far more proud of, like, you know, running 5k or overcoming claustrophobia to go scuba diving like stuff like that is a lot more or like you know like this year we're growing this massive garden that's like a a bigger accomplishment to me honestly because um i i wasn't really studious but i was fortunate that i mean i i could get good grades and and do well. You're saying that you really didn't have to study the night before that because you just memorized everything? <laughs> no, I I don't I don't I don't know. I think personally that was that was bad for me because I didn't learn how to study until you know you know, third year university we did this biochemistry exam and I you know, I ended up leaving half of it blank and I thought well that's okay it'll be it'll be marked on a curve or something you know like and then we get our grades back and I I got like 46 percent and that was a d and I was like well you know how did this happen I prepared the same way for this test that I do for every other test which is basically you know showing up and writing it but you know biochemistry like biochemical pathways you can't just deduce the answers you can't just figure it out on the test you can't it's not something that anybody just knows it's something that you have to study and so that was like a whole process for me in third year university like learning how to do that whereas you know other other people were more prepared like with high school and you know learning learning study skills so so what is your advice have you ever taken an oh sorry Rick, oh, no go, go ahead. ahead go ahead i like your question better i, I was just wondering <laughs> i like it better um have you ever taken an iq test like are you just a ultra gifted person no yeah, Andrew, we have no. a lot of questions for you. So, oh, no, that's terrible. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think I was subjected to that when I was very young. I was, you know, told that I was gifted or whatever. But again, I, I don't know how that, how it. Um, so they could tell you were intelligent even at a young age. They were like, this girl's got something. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> 
You were Doogie Howser before Doogie Howser. I think. No. <laughs> that's what I was saying. For somebody that's going through, well, with school, but the beginning, all that stuff, and they want to learn, you know, they want to memorize stuff. Is it working hard or is it, you got to, I, I guess it's different with everybody. It's different with everybody. Yeah. I think one thing that I, you know, um, I think if we had done school like five or 10 years later, it would have been a lot easier to really go in, in depth with subjects that you're interested in because you'd have the internet. You have everything at your fingers. Like if you're interested in a topic, you don't need to stick to what's taught in school. You can go further into that subject on your own. And, you know, I, I did some of that in university, but now it's it's easier for kids even at a young age and and like for parents to help kids pursue their interests and that sort of thing because I think part of with me I became kind of bored with school at a very young age and so it's like okay you know give this the least attention that I have to and kind of you know spend the rest of my time enjoying myself or having fun but really I could have been there are so many okay you know your multiplication tables but you can go further in math on your own or you can go further in whatever subject on your own, you know. So I think it's just really to pursue your interests. And Do you wish you would have went to a more challenging school growing up? <laughs> like, not no. Even... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think no, it's challenging. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I liked um, Beef and Baker and, you know, the friends that I made there. And um, a lot of people who go into medicine I mean it is a family thing their families are doctors or they kind of grow up in neighborhoods and environments where you know everybody's a doctor everybody's a lawyer everybody's an engineer I find that they they have kind of a narrow mindset they they um, can't identify with a lot of the you know patients from lower socioeconomic classes or more diverse backgrounds or you know um, no I enjoyed decent high school. Do you still have connections with some of the friendships you've made in Deep and Baker? Um, I do, but um, mostly on social media because I, I haven't lived in Calgary for a while, so you know, it's, it's hard to keep in touch with people um, when you don't see them, but I you know, still keep in touch with some people via social media and kind of follow them. It's interesting to see what everyone's doing and everyone's families and Oh, it was amazing to see yeah. you in person, um, and you made that trip out when we were doing yeah. our twentieth reunion. Yeah, I mean, it was it was fun. It, it was an excuse to um, visit home. So, uh, yeah. And why did you move to out east? My training has kind of taken me all different places. Like I did medical school in Edmonton, um, residency in Saskatoon, which, which was actually quite fun and quite interesting. Um, fellowship in Ottawa and then my specialty my field that I'm in is very um there aren't very many jobs and so like I I never in a billion years thought that I would come to Thunder Bay um I if you asked me where where I thought I would end up it I never would have mentioned Thunder Bay but um it just so happened like the the procedure that I do is done in an area called the cardiac cath lab, and they were opening up a second. Uh oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> her reception. 
They were opening up where? <laughs> where where were they opening up? They've been spamming everywhere in the country with my CV, like here and this person, I'm looking for a job. And and um, so then they emailed me back and they said, well, can you come to a locum over the summer? So that just kind of, I was very, very fortunate that that, that worked out for me because there are lots of people who, who trained around the same time I did who are still kind of in, in limbo, kind of looking for a permanent uh, job, so... Is Thunder Bay home for you now? I don't know. Like there, there's this phenomenon that seems to happen with Thunder Bay is that people are okay. This is a good place to come for, you know, a couple of years, one or two years, start my career, get some experience. They they have no intention of staying here, and then suddenly it's 25 years later. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a. Uh, I I can't say for sure what what's going to happen, but I I um, you know, we like it here. Um, my husband and I were kind of, you know, you reach a point where you're tired of moving around the country every couple of years. Um, there's a is lot to do. Yeah, your husband. No, God, no, I could, I could never, never marry another doctor. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, like, it's, there's a lot to do here in the outdoors. I, I live, you know, I five and a half acres right by Lake Superior, and I'm within 20 minutes of work. So it's, yeah. it's um, yeah, very nice. Do you have kids? Um, just only fur children. Fur children. Oh, nice. Yeah. How yeah. many fur babies do you have? Uh, three cats. I bet you they're smart cats. I don't know. Only <laughs> totally smart cats. They're they're manipulative. They know they know how to get treats and Jeez. yeah. Um, how do we cure COVID? <laughs> I wish I knew. I'm dying to hear your perspective on COVID. Yeah, we want to know. Real? Is there a vaccine? What's going on? Yeah, and the full physical distancing thing, the mask thing, are kids okay? What is going on? <laughs> There's a yeah. lot of questions here. Well, we, we don't, um, I mean, we don't have a vaccine at this point. Um, hopefully we, we will, but there are uh, things about the coronavirus that make it challenging. Um, I think, you know, things like physical distancing, masks help. Um, nobody is really sure what to make of uh, kids going back to school in the fall and what's going to happen there. Mm-hmm. Um, my own colleagues are, you know, conflicted in terms of what they're doing with their own families. So, but I think we're kind of in this for the long haul. Oh, you think so? When do you think a vaccine will will come? And do you have an inside scoop? <laughs> I didn't know. I, I don't have any. I don't have an inside scoop. Can you imagine if we had an inside okay. scoop on this whole podcast project? I was like, oh my god, we cured COVID. Like, is a reasonable estimation? Uh, I, I I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. People that I know who are planning travel and things like this are planning, yeah, like later in twenty twenty one and hoping for the best are you uh has it well first off i would be upset because everybody's looking like doctors with their masks on so are you upset by that everybody's not at all <laughs> i'd be like no. oh, you look like you a- drive around with your degree you're like i'm legit yeah <laughs> oh no way <laughs> no actually what one of the things i hate about thunder bay is that it's a small community so um and i'm the head of my department and we're we're fundraising for various things so i show up like on the, the news and on the paper people are always like i i saw you in the paper i'm like people still read newspapers <laughs> so so it's hard like i one of the things that i don't like i go out for coffee and people recognize me and that was really fun for about two weeks when i got here 
So you're like <laughs> no. a celebrity where you are. Oh, you're No, yeah. I just want to blend in. Like in, in, see, in Toronto or, you know, a bigger city, I wouldn't, um, nobody would care. But here, um, yeah, it's kind of like being a minor celebrity. So <laughs> when you're at a more... people come up to you and say, like, I've got this little tick in my heart. Would you mind? Having yeah, a like, that's a good question. Like that? You that do? does happen. Do you get your friends asking, hey, I have this mark here and uh, I have these the sniffles here. Like, do they keep asking you questions and over the phone or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it does happen. <laughs> Rick, what? are you trying to... Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I was gonna say, but because I do have this like little, uh, this, you know, erratic heart. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you help me out? Does that so that doesn't bother you at all? Or I have my doctor's text. Like I could text him anytime, but at the same time, yeah. I feel bad. I don't want to do that because if, if if he gave you his phone number, he must he must be okay with it. Okay. Like yeah. <laughs> and what was the last time you had a beeper, or do you still have a beeper? Yeah, so um, it, uh, I don't know, it's its weird, Me- medicine is stuck in the 90s, but for me that's okay because I, um, because of my cell reception at my house, but yeah, I still carry a pager. In your position, are there hours where you're working three hours on a, in a surgery or whatever, or four hours, or is it? Oh, yeah. Wow. Like, what would be yeah. the longest surgery that you've had to? Well, it's very, you know, it's surgeons do very long cases like they they do 12 13 hour you know operations like trans, transplants are very very long but in terms of what i do if you're you if you're spending three or four hours on it then it's probably like a very difficult case or very complicated so you know four four or five hours would, would probably be the longest would it cross your mind knowing that someone's life is this is a person's oh, life or are you just absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So, you must be zonked afterwards. Like, you must be physically and mentally drained after. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's um, I was very ready to have a summer off, put it that way. Um, but it's very like if if you we have a great team. Like the team that I work with, like the whole team of nurses and techs. Um, they're really fun. Um. I have kind of an, an epic playlist for the cath labs that oh, it's cool. called cath lab karaoke. Awesome. They're, they're all like most of our staff are within my age, give or take five years. So we all like the same songs. We laugh, we joke. We, I mean, we, um, when it has to be serious, um, they're really great people to work with and know their stuff. And I, I'd want to be there. You know, when I, when I have my heart attack, I'd want them to be working on me, but, but we, we have fun. We enjoy it. We like what we do. Do you listen to music while performing surgeries? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. what's your go-to song? Yeah, what's your go-to song uh, when, you're, when you're doing this? Is it, rap? Is it heavy metal? I mean, but that, that's the thing. They have a... Um, um, they've done studies showing that when... Like, the music in the OR, actually... I do take patient requests, but actually when the doctor picks the music, the outcomes are better than when the patient or somebody else picks the music. Wow. But, um, Even but I, the... I have this crazy, the Spotify playlist that's called Cath Lab Karaoke, and it's just... Um... Is, it, is it up on Spotify? <laughs> we could actually look for it? It's up on Spotify. I, I could share the link. That is great. I'm super interested. <laughs> I'm very interested to see. And how long is it? It must be six hours worth of music. Oh, it's like, I think it's like 72 hours or something like that. But it's just, 
it's a lot of um like i don't know like because of the music that i like growing up it's like a leans towards 80s 90s with some you know current kind of indie pop kind of and some classic rock you know you keep on, like what, what are the patients like the patients are mostly older what if you're performing surgery and you don't like the song that's on that playlist? Like, oh, I've heard this one. Like, do you... you know what? That's, that's why I use my own playlist. <laughs> but do you go over and like, hold on one second? Yeah, I got to switch that. Do you go over and hit the next song while you're performing so, or no? I mean, that's sometimes. I mean, that, that's sometimes when it, something's going on or whatever, like code happening or something. Somebody will go and turn the music off or sometimes they'll skip a certain song but that's why i curated my playlist to make it mostly friendly because sometimes we'll be listening to someone else's music and then you know a whole bunch a song with a whole bunch of swears come on you're like well we probably shouldn't be listening to this at work or yeah. or you know like or someone will have a playlist with like eight songs on it and by the mm. end of the day you're ready to kind of gouge your eyeballs out you know, <laughs> I, <laughs> i've heard this yeah, good question. What should we add to our Spotify list here for the class? I could take this in a few directions, but there's um, <laughs> the, the song that I, I think of that I'm surprised nobody's added yet um, is Mr. Jones by the Counting Crows. Wow. Oh my God, I love that song. Yeah. Interesting. a bunch of um, you know grade 12 kids there that I didn't really know and and it's their last semester ever of school so they're you know they're joking around they're they're like having fun and I'm like oh my god I know nobody I'm like the you know quiet kind of dorky kid who gets 100% on everything but I don't really know anybody and we were doing this lab where we were copper plating somebody's house keys or something and then we were listening to music in the lab this song came on and everybody just kind of started yeah singing and dancing to the song and i'm like just kind of i don't know broke the ice nice and, and we- um you know the same thing when the, that song comes on my playlist at work like i said like most of the nurses are around my age or whatever everybody starts singing and dancing when that song comes on <laughs> so it's kind of that is it's kind wild. of I think, representative of that era. That is so. So, is there a movie or a television show that depicts doctors in the right light? Like, is there something Good where, question. yeah, where it's just like that is bang on? And is there the opposite where there's a movie or a like television? You live show? in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Yes. <laughs> or, 
I, know, I, I only really watched the first few episodes of Grey's Anatomy, to be honest. I, I, it was, I don't know. I always find I don't really like medical shows that much usually. Um, I think Scrubs did a pretty good job of wow. depicting it. And, and um, I think this, this, I don't even know if people have seen it, but this kind of obscure British show called Green Wing that I think, um, you know, was is a comedy, but I think it was pretty accurate in some yeah. ways. But usually I just, I get, usually I like to watch other things in my downtime. Oh yeah, because your downtime, you don't <laughs> want to be surrounded by more medical stuff, I, I take it, right? Because, you know, right. yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but you're into planting now too, right? Or have you always been oh, into yeah. planting? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's become like a meme or something, like house plants and plants. And um, But I, uh, yeah, I, I like plants. And this year, um, we managed to grow a fairly decent garden and that's kind of like that's goal for me is like improving it year by year and eventually growing most of our own stuff this is a good question to lead into so what's your advice health-wise for people to do good question yeah yeah i think um you know staying active is huge um you know regular moderate physical activity you don't have to be an athlete but um, you know, you really start to notice it, you know, in, in patients as, you know, and people as they get older. Um, there's a huge difference between the ones that have stayed active and, and those who haven't, who have been, been sedentary. Um, you know, and you, um, with diet, you ask 10 people, you'll get 20 different answers. But, oh, I see. But, but I think physical activity is huge. I think that's where Cindy has to get some physical activity done right now. Is that right? Cindy? Yeah, I have to go for a run now to make sure my ticker is still good so that I don't come see Andrea soon. <laughs> nice, good. <laughs> um, I do have to run though, but you were like, I was super excited to talk to you because I honestly am so honored and impressed at having such a amazing doctor graduate with us. No, oh, I'm feel totally unworthy. <laughs> totally unworthy. You shouldn't. You're going to cure COVID. We know this. So. No, I'm I not. <laughs> All right, Cindy, thank you. Thanks, okay, Cindy. It was good talking to you. Andrea. Yeah, you too. Take care. Hope yeah. you don't have Take to come back too soon. Cindy was one right away. She was so excited that you were going to be a part of this, Andrea. Well, that, that's and, great. No, yeah. it's, it's good to uh, catch up with people that I haven't really talked to in a long time. And... Yeah. It's amazing the journey that you've taken and um, how long was that journey though to, to get to where you are, to uh, to the status where you are? Was it... um, So that's the thing is that with with my specialty, the, yeah. if I if I had known this when I started out, but the, the shortest route to, to get to be an interventional cardiologist, it's 16 years of post-secondary. 16, one six. 16, and, and most people don't aren't crazy like me they don't go right straight through like they they take mat leave or they change their minds halfway what they're doing or they don't get into medicine or fellowship on the first try or something so um yeah so but it's at least 16 years wow i was yeah quite a bit younger than most but when i finished um yeah, but you climbed it, out that um, ladder quick it seems <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh yeah 16 years so Jeez. And were there times of that 16 where you thought, okay, uh, I can't do this? Or were you yeah, just... Yeah, many times. And then the whole uncertainty at the end of it about 
um, getting a job because lots of people, what they do when they don't, they're in my position and they don't get a job is then they'll do another subspecialty, another fellowship, another this, another that. But I had pretty much decided that I was done. Like if I don't, if I can't get a job after this, oh, because my... My goal, my dream in life is to move to Vancouver Island. I'm like, I'm going to move to Vancouver Island and just be a general cardiologist and have a clinic and, you know. Is that still your goal? Or? No, no, no. But um, my, my goal is still to retire to Vancouver Island. But, <laughs> um, but no, no, I, I did manage to get my, um, my interventional cardiology job here. So, so I'm, I'm happy with that. So what's the next level then for you? Well, where else can you go if you wanted to? Or are you at the top of your game right now? Yeah, I mean, I think for there are so in Thunder Bay we don't do cardiac surgery here yet. We still have to send our patients out to Southern Ontario, but we've gotten approval from the ministry to set up a cardiac surgery um, program, mm-hmm. and that will if you have that backup, if you have like an OR on backup, it it gives people like I, I there are other uh, procedures that I could train to do like like with surgical backup, which might be something that we do in the next few years. Um, but on, honestly, I'm, I'm at the point where, um, you know, I, I, I can take the whole summer off. I could, if I found someone who was interested, I, I'd be interested in like working six months on, six months off. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm honestly at the point where I'm thinking about, um, you know, winding down or retiring. So Reti- that's, <laughs> <You're> yeah, <hated>. you, <laughs> You make it to the 16 years. <laughs> but at the same yeah. time, isn't there something in you that we'd be like, no, we definitely need you still to do your thing because... <laughs> yeah. uh, in, in some ways, in some ways. In, in, in some ways, there are a lot of other things that I like to do. So, yeah. And it's it's time becomes a more precious commodity. So, oh. so six months mm-hmm. on, six months off, does that mean you're working seven days a week straight or is it like five days a week? It's not like an average thing. The way that we we do it now is um, um, well, there are only two we in my specialty here. We only have two people, um, so what we do basically we're on on call one and two. So every other weekend, like when I'm every other weekend you work, every other weekend you have off, okay. and then just yeah, you basically work five days a week and call. We arrange the call schedule in chunks so that it's like you have a few days off in a row. Like it's not every other day you're on call, but it, it's still a lot to be on call 50% of the time. Wow. You could be paged at any, you know, any time of the day or night. I don't get that though, because they need you to do a surgery, for instance, but you need rest. So how can they yeah. call you with two hours of sleep? How can you perform at your best? I don't know. It's uh, it's not ideal. <laughs> But that's like the fellowship literally teaches you to kind of, um, you know, literally teaches you to do procedures in your sleep because that's what you do during fellowship. It's so busy. But we definitely, I mean, we we need more manpower here and we need a better work-life balance. And we we need kind of, I think it's happening with our generation and the next generation, but we need attitudes to shift towards work-life balance, I think. Ah, okay. So what do you mean by that? Is it just because people are working too much or are they? Are, yeah. 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 I think it's with, um, you know, a lot of the older doctors, I mean, that's what they did. That was their whole life. They were 
a doctor and they devoted their whole life to it. They didn't really see their families much. They didn't really, you know, have many hobbies outside of medicine. But, you know, younger people aren't interested in doing that. And it's also one of the reasons it's so hard to get a job in my field is that uh, what pays the most is doing procedures. So nobody's going to give up their piece of the pie. So it's hard for a kind of for a newer person to break into that. But I think, you know, um, I think the younger generation, like my generation and younger, um, we're not interested in doing that. We want to have a life outside. So Wow, you think so? You, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's kind of the impression that I get, yeah, with residents coming through and that sort of thing. They're not working as much then at that point? Are they wanting to find a, an easier route? Yeah, yeah. And, and People are emphasizing, like, lifestyle more. And and you're totally for that then? Totally for okay. that, yeah. Somebody could work so much and they, they could feel fine, but you just never know inside your body the stress right. that you're putting in. On your heart, for instance, right? And everything. Exactly, yeah. 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 Um, do you always have to, do you ever have to revert to your textbooks from the past or you have to Google stuff when it comes oh, absolutely. to... Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like, there's there's so much in medicine, I think, and there's there's so many, like, new developments happening all the time. Like, nobody, nobody knows everything. And, um, you know, you, you'd be going along... There are common things that you see every day, and then suddenly you'll see something. Gee, I've never seen that before. It's been a long time since I've had to manage that, and so then you you look it up. So WebMD? Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> WebMD. Avoid WebMD. Okay, avoid. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, it's true. If you have a problem, don't Google it, and then don't. add more stress to your. You'll scare yourself. Yeah. Yeah, because Google will grab everything, basically. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so can you self-diagnose yourself then, if you? feel i've always wondered that (laughs) as a doctor um sometimes but sometimes i think sometimes i think knowing too much makes you a hypochondriac like that's especially true when you're when you're in med school and you're learning about all of these um weird and esoteric things and then you kind of go home and you're you know gee (laughs) i kind of have those symptoms okay (laughs) you know so I hope you do get to the West Coast because it is the best place. It is amazing. And it seems like I a love lot it. of yeah. Gardens. Do you go there a lot or do you have like a second home there? Or are you already thinking about You can do a lot of gardening um, over there too. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I like Vancouver. Um, my favorite place, I, I love Tofino, Euclid, like that oh, area yeah. out there. Um, so usually try to get there every year, but like for various reasons haven't this year COVID being one of them Um, but I'm always kind of looking for property out there and that sort of yeah at that point oh my goodness do you think there's enough do you find that there's a lot more doctors doing their thing like are there a lot of students getting into medicine or is there a lack thereof Uh, I think it's, um, it's it's a good question I there are certain specialties like primary care like family doctors um, a lot of them, like where we are now, a lot of older family doctors are retiring and they're kind of that old school guy who had these huge practices, like, you know, thousands of patients and they're retiring and like the younger generation, like I said, they're not, they're not interested in, you know, working that hard or they want to, 
they want to subspecialize. They want to do emergency or obstetrics or, you know, anesthesia. They don't want to just do family practice or just, so I think there, there need to be better incentives for, you know, encouraging people to, um, to do primary care and kind of maybe stay in the smaller communities and uh, kind of that sort of thing. But it, really varies based on, you know, some specialties, there are too many people and not enough OR time and not enough this and not enough that. And some, some specialties are really underserved. It depends on where you are geographically, too. And yeah. do you think people are getting smarter compared to us in grade 12 and a grade 12 student now? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, yeah. we have a lot more information at our fingertips now, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. It's just like basically yeah. it's on our phone. We can look up yeah. stuff easily, right? I just, you know, it's kind of funny. Like the last few days, I dumped dump my phone in the lake kayaking, and then, you know, I I want to look something up, and it's like, damn it! I if I really want to do that, I have to go to the computer and do that. Like it's, and you kind of wonder, like, what did we do? What did we ever do? Did your computer programming side go? Oh, I could have fixed this. I'm going to do surgery on my phone. What the heck? I'm going to open yeah. this up and try. Well, my it. my husband did take it apart, but it was an it was an unsuccessful resuscitation. Oh, it wasn't. So, so I'm I'm talking to you now on my my new phone. So. Oh, they, I, I thought it was going to be like a landline or a payphone no. somewhere in Thunder Bay that you're <laughs> <laughs> dialing up by twenty or whatever it's cost. Uh, out in the out in the bush, the payphone. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. You're supposed to be relaxing. This is your time to relax. You're not supposed to be answering medical questions. Oh, yeah, I know. It is, it is relaxing. It's good talking to you. And then, like I said, it's a very ambitious project that you've taken on. Oh, it, it's one of those things where you realize uh, people have different lives and you yeah. realize that some people just don't want to do it, which is fine. And then there's some people that just aren't good at communicating <laughs> and they don't respond, yeah. which is all right. That's fine. But then there's the people um, that are just, it's so good just to connect and just to see where their lives are and, um, you know, and just having repeat people to come on. <laughs> like, for yeah. instance, Cindy, she's really interested in, in our class too, and which is great. And I love that. Yeah. I love that connection. And, you know, if we didn't do anything, nothing would have been done for our 25th. Because right. Of our Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, um, hoping um, for the 30th would be partying somewhere in Euclid near your place. Maybe. Eh? <laughs> you never know. I knew you were going to go far, like knowing you're, but I just, it just, it still amazes me how, where you are right now and your status and all that stuff. And it's incredible, but you're, you're saving people's lives and you're making such an impact. You know, I love it. Oh, so, no, like yeah. I say, I, I, I feel unworthy, but. <laughs> For those who are listening, uh, would you suggest like getting a game of operation to start off and then go from there? Or uh, no? uh, maybe. I, I feel like I sucked at that game as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Thunder Bay from Toronto, how long is that? That's, that's a long way. I know that Ontario is big, but it is huge. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a little bit less than a two-hour flight. Oh, it is two-hour flight. But the drive, though? Yeah. Thunder Bay is the... I I went and I, I did a locum over the summer, and it was kind of like an audition. Like, oh, see, see. see how I am, how they like me, how, yeah. um, you know, how I fit in and that kind of thing. And that worked out. One thing that I liked about Thunder Bay is that um, the whole interviewing process is very hostile because they have... Um, they had several applicants, but only a very few jobs. So 
um, they can be very like they're not supposed to ask you questions about like do you intend to have kids or intend to have a family and but they do they they find roundabout ways of asking that and and they um, does that make a difference? You know, they kind of well because they they don't want people like signing up and then taking maternity leave oh, and that, that kind of thing. And then they, um, you know, kind of belittle you. Well, you haven't done much research. You haven't done this. You haven't done that. Or they'll put all these conditions like, well, for the first two years, you'll do, um, you know, more call, but get less less calf lab time. Like they'll, or like you have to go do extra training in this extra area that you don't necessarily care about, but we need, you know, kind of thing. And so Thunder Bay was just like, they didn't care that I was, you know, one one program even told me that I was five years too young. Well, what am I supposed to do? You know? <laughs> All so, come back in um, five years. Thunder Bay, they, they weren't, they were just, um, no, we're glad to have you and, you know, equal equal time and equal treatment and, you know, equal opportunity compared to my um, more senior colleagues. So it's, at that point, I really, like, I stopped looking and stopped, you know. Oh, I see. <laughs> Would you really? ever uh, consider going to the States at all? I know that's like a hotbed of... Um, <laughs> no, I, no, I don't think I... I Especially not with the way things are right now in this, there, but I think, like, just, I don't know, their whole healthcare system there, I don't really, um, I don't really, um, like... <laughs> Is there one country that's got it? On where it's like that is great. That's a great healthcare system, and more countries should be like that. Is there one country, or is it us? I mean, I, I think a lot of. Um, I have a one of my coworkers had worked in Australia and New Zealand um, oh, okay. before coming here, and he they have kind of a mixed system. Like um, they have both private and public, and so you know if you. Um, you know, if you have cancer, the public system is going to take care of you and you don't have to, you're not going to be bankrupted and, you know, that kind of thing. But if you, um, you know, need a hernia repair, you can pay and have it done sooner via the private system or, you know, it's, um, I don't know a whole lot about it, but it seems like um, uh, he was fairly happy working there. Are you ready to go back, or are you, or are you like a teacher where it's just, oh no, this this went by so quick. This and is this the most time yeah. that you've taken off? Yeah, it's the most time that I've taken off in a long time. No, I'm I'm not really ready to go back. You're not really, so maybe that's why you're thinking about this whole semi-retirement thing because you're thinking, yeah, I could do this. Yeah, I think yeah, I've been kind of thinking that way for a while, but yeah, no, I uh, some people say that if they take time off work like I have a colleague that gets bored like after a couple of days and but it's there's so many other things that I like to do I, I don't think I would ever get bored Jeez. list everything that you've done no you did a you, you drop your phone into the lake right I went, we went kayaking hiking, hiking um yeah, scuba diving um, <laughs> like little kind of day trips and, and things like that wow um, you love the water yeah, your phone yeah. doesn't, but you you love the water. That's huh? amazing. And then you you're gardening on top of that, and you're yeah. You know, this is good. See, I mean, people need to be more encouraged to do other stuff, other than I think so. Just like to, I, I'm kind of a shameless dilettante. I do like a lot of, you know, photography, like a lot of you know other things. But what's the best photo that you've taken? <laughs> I don't know. I've kind of not been doing very much lately, but I 
we took a trip to Iceland and that was just an amazing trip from a photography point of view. Yeah. I think it's hard to take bad pictures in Iceland. So. <laughs> and did you do it on your phone? Or did you oh, actually no, have no, a camera? No, no. Okay. With my camera, yeah. See, I, I don't want to say that to a photographer because they're just like, what? How dare you say the phone is, takes a better photo than my, my camera? That's you know, <laughs> But a, a lot of the times it's the, the camera that you have with you, right? Because mm-hmm. carrying around a big, you know, DSLR and a whole bunch of lenses is kind of inconvenient. But yeah. we've always got our phones in our pockets. So. Oh, yeah. oh, totally, for sure. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, amazing. Um, thank you again. I do appreciate this. And I think I've I've gotten smarter by talking to you. No. <laughs> but it takes 16 years to get to your status. Can, no. can somebody start out late? Kind of, I feel like I've gotten dumber over the past 16 years. I mean, so. <laughs> How dare you? No. 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 Okay. Do you travel lots for your job too or no? Or are you pretty long? For, for my job, not really. Not but, really. But, um, time, yeah. but like Toronto, like if you're going anywhere, like from Thunder Bay, you usually end up going to Toronto. So, and I used to, you know, be in Toronto from time to time for meetings. Yeah. Um, But with COVID, a lot of that stuff has gone virtual. And you're still doing meetings when you're you're having your time off right now or no? No, absolutely not. (laughs) There's no way like your time off is your time off. My time off is my time off. Like I've had to tell him that. They're like, well, can you, can you be on this call? Or like, they're still sending me email. I'm like, no. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Have you checked your email lately? I wonder how many emails you've had for like having. Oh, I don't, I I don't want to know, but, um, like I, I had, I had to set my work email up on my new phone. So I had to kind of look at it, but I'm not acknowledging it for. (laughs) Because when I'm as a manager, I am away or whatever. Right now, I have 25,000 emails, and that was just yeah. from my start. I started back in November. This is just months for you. I, I can't imagine as a doctor how many emails you get. That's the way that you've got to do it. I, I think when you're, when you're away, like you have to <laughs> ignore the email. But then you're going to spend a week trying to catch up to all those emails. or Yes, yeah. See, that's why the advice that you said is... Yeah, <laughs> have fun next week when you get back to work. Will do. Thanks, Rick. And if you're if you're ever find if you ever for whatever reason find yourself in Thunder Bay or anyone from our class, <laughs> yes, please visit. Visit. Yep. You take care. Have a good one. All right. You too. Keep choosing the dreams I use. Bye.